Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who said that? Who the f said that? Is it Tommy F? Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these f***ing guys? Is it Tommy F? We'll go to the loony bin together. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Welcome to another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Justin, what's cracking, my friend? Another Total BS Podcast underway. Saul, I'm excited for this one because we're going to talk some burgers. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. And we're going to talk about what you can watch during this quarantine period, plus a number of other topics. Let's get it, Total BS Podcast. Absolutely. Let's get to it. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Justin, dude, I, I'm so excited about this uh, particular episode because we did we 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 came with some variety today, and uh, I'm excited to get to it for sure. Yeah, we have a lot of emotions to go through. Oh man, okay, this, gonna, we are going to run the gamut today for sure. Yes, this you know this podcast. Uh, of course, we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk a little bit about pop culture, and we're going to talk about some important news that's currently going on right now that has really impacted uh, this entire country in the United States. So uh, buckle up. And plus we have a performance by Drake coming your way soon. So make sure you stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, don't, don't spoil it, man. You know, we got, we got to set the tease up, you know, you're in the radio business. You got well, to tease well, him. <laughs> well, they don't know. I just said performance by Drake. That's true. That's true. Well, is, he come, is, he, is it live? Is it recorded? It, ooh, shit. If, it, if it was live, we wouldn't be here right now. We'd be, we'd be live on YouTube right now. Like, so, so, no, we do not have Drake live, unfortunately. I do not have him on speed dial, and I do not know the number to the OVO plane. So we cannot get a hold of him right now. Um, but Drake is a big NBA basketball fan. Hoops seems like it could be on the cusp. And I know the NHL kind of made their decisions in terms of what they're going to do and how they're going to carry out the season once it gets back into it. Um, obviously, if, for those of you who don't know, 24 teams will make the playoffs, 12 from each conference. Uh, they're going to do the first four teams from each conference. They're going to play like a round robin to, to seed one through four. And then the remaining eight teams are going to battle it out against each, each other to make it to the quote unquote first round. So it's like a it's like a play in tournament. It's a play in best of five tournament, if you will. Uh, which I think is pretty cool because to me, I think you should include as many teams as possible because you didn't get an end of the season. And like in the NBA's case, um, if they don't go with that similar format, there's gonna be teams like for instance like the Suns who are better than the than the eighth seed in the East with the Washington Wizards, but it because they play in the West they're they're going to be kind of uh, asked out for lack of a better word. So I would like yeah. to see it be an expansive, um, you know, tournament. Yeah, I love this idea, and uh, you know, getting people in an isolated area where you could test them, you have the proper medical uh, professionals around you, so you can make sure that everybody's healthy. And the the thing I love about this is that it's going down in Florida. And yeah, tell, going, tell them what tell them what this is. Yeah, no, sure. the M, the the NBA. Yeah. So so the NBA, they're looking at possibly heading down to Florida and having this kind of not a uh, the exact same format as the NHL, but they would get a number of teams and they could have a play-in tournament, which Damian Lillard said he would totally support. That gives teams like the Portland Trailblazers, who are the ninth seed in the West right now, a chance to get into the playoffs because let's face it, if the Western Conference playoffs started today, you have the Lakers taking on the Grizzlies. Or would you much rather see the Lakers versus the Trailblazers and you get a star in Damian Lillard and others around? So it gives a chance for these teams to play and still continue their season. But we're just going right into playoffs and you know, I, I I'm a big NBA fan. So I know you are just as much as I do, if not more, 
I did not want this season to be an asterisk. And selfish reasons for me, me being a Lakers fan, it's like, damn it. The Lakers are finally one of the top teams in the NBA again. Finally. And, oh, my God. Well, like, or, or, like, you just well, had I mean, decades and decades of no, just no, 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 no. Get the Sorry. hell out of here, Justin. Sorry. Come on Sorry. now. Sorry, you're a Suns fan. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But the the point I'm trying to make here is it's been a it's been a decade. I know I'm spoiled, me being a Lakers fan, but it's like, man, the Lakers were finally the number one seed in the West, looking like they were going to win the championship, and the Bamba global pandemic happened and shut the whole season down. And meanwhile, I'm Arthur fisting right now at the Golden State Warriors <laughs> because because they, they play chess are, and everybody else is playing checkers. Yes, <laughs> they have the worst record in the NBA, and it ain't even gonna count. And it's not gonna even count. And you know what? Next year they're gonna return the Splash Brothers. They're gonna be healthy again. Oh, and let's add in the number one pick in the draft, which will probably be be James Wiseman. Don't don't Omelo forget they'll probably they'll probably add AD as well. Just so you know, who the Warriors? <laughs> oh yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> did you think they were ever gonna get Kevin Durant when they got Kevin Durant? I I did not. That Don't is, ever underestimate the power of the Golden State, man. I'm telling you. That is a very good point. But the <laughs> going God, they're playing they're playing chess, man. It just it irritates the hell out of me. How you you are the worst team in the NBA in a lost season. You're done. We I appreciate your championship era, Golden State, but God, it's it's time for the Lakers. But anyways, back to my point. You know, I, I just think that it would be great to see the Lakers compete for a championship considering, you know, with Kobe Bryant passing away and everything surrounding this season. Um, I, I think it would also be a, a fun story for the summer to, you know, we're watching Michael Jordan and watching the last dance uh, documentary and how it, that pretty much showed why he's the greatest player of all time. You know, LeBron James winning a championship in this crucial season in, in a season that just had so many different curves and curveballs. I think it would add to LeBron's legacy. Now, will this will that put him over Michael Jordan? Of course not. But I just think it would be great to see LeBron and the Lakers compete for that championship. And also, too, I think, you know, it'd just be great to see a tournament style inside of a bubble in Orlando. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I like the I think that's why you and I both kind of like the NBA Summer League because you have a lot of those teams all right there. And you don't really have to travel to see, yeah. you know, you can see everything right there, right? Um, obviously, it'd be different because no no attendance is allowed. But, you know, for those of you who don't know, the, the expectation is that they're going to play um, in a bubble. And that bubble would be at Disney World in Orlando. And uh, they there's been some rumors about that. Um, nothing official yet. Adam Silver hasn't come out and said this is the, what the plan is for sure. They've they've batted everything around from doing what the what hockey did and have twelve teams from each conference get in um, to playing uh, a World Cup style uh, type of I like that uh, idea thing. So um, I mean, there's a lot. The only problem with the World Cup style is, you know, in, in every World Cup they have a group of death, right? And it's like three yeah. of the best teams in the country. So what if you have that same type of draw and then you somehow have like the Lakers, the Bucks, and the Clippers all in the same group? All in one. Like that would yeah. be a group of death and one of them ain't going to make it out. And so um, yeah. it would be interesting to see. And and if you do it that way, you're kind of saying that the regular season really didn't mean anything and you're just going to go with whatever you got right now. So, but, but I like that too because, you know, World Cup style, it's double elimination. So even if you know you have a bad night and you lose to a team, I mean you could still have your chance at redemption. So I like the World Cup idea. I like getting you know the top four teams, which would be the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and the Raptors, and then you just, just draw from a hat, double elimination, and let the best team win. I, I like that idea. That's only four teams though. What what's that? That's only four teams though. What do you mean? Like, four teams. Yeah, you only name four teams. Like you only want four teams in the playoffs. No, no, no. Sorry the the uh, the way the World Cup it, the format is set up. Yeah, it's a round those, robin. Th- those four teams are like the head of their pool. Gotcha. I got the, you. I th- get what you're those saying. four teams saying. are ahead of their so, pool, and then so, they would draw random teams after those four. Gotcha. I got you. What you're saying. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. But you know, it's in Orlando, and the rumor is is that the the players would be able to bring family 
potentially and live in that bubble with them for a short term, uh, a short time, obviously. Um, and then you have you ever been to a Disney World? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I went there uh, actually last year for the very first time. Where'd you stay? Uh, well, I stayed at a friend's house. Um, okay. But, um, but we went to all four parks at Disney World. And, uh, man, I went to every food stop around Epcot Center. And, um, yeah, it was a good time. Now, that one of the reasons why a lot of people are kind of concerned about Disney World is some of the places where the players would stay. And they show, like, a like a motel right around the worldwide complex of sports or whatever it's called. And the beds were all super short and it just, <laughs> it just looked really old. And it's like, man, you're going to have your family there for what a month. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do are people, you know, willing to, to make, make adjustments like that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, everybody's gonna is sacrificing to a degree. You know, if you have a wife and you have kids, you know, then like you know, your kids gotta go back to school. You know, this this is gonna yeah. drag on to like maybe September, maybe even October. Like, w- there's so many logistical parts of this that, like I said, the NBA hasn't made any decisions yet. But there was a pretty funny tweet by uh, Sarah Spain today, Justin. Why don't you tell him what that was? Because in this bubble <laughs> format. Only limited family members are allowed. So only the essential people. Only the essential people. Only essentials. So your kids, your parents, your main, your main one, your main squeeze. Yep. And, you know, I know NBA players, (laughs) some of them are not as loyal as you might think. So are you saying that some of them have some side pieces? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying, and they're going to find out their role right away. Well, you know, you said that today, and I laughed because I just I just thought that was hilarious. And then you tweeted something um, at Sarah Spain saying it reminded you of a little <laughs> performance by the guy that we talked about at the beginning of the show, Mr. Drake. Uh, as Champagne he's Poppy. playing at the SVs, uh, he sang a song called Side Pieces. And we said, you know what? We just said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to play it for you. So here you go. This is... Uh... This is a song about the real glue that holds the sports world together. It's a song that I call Side Pieces. Side Pieces. I know that you're watching this from home. I can't wait to see you on the road. Cheering from the shadows, I hear you calling out. Wifey sees a text and asks, what's this all about? I tell her you're just a friend A lot of these guys are dying for this song to end I'm asking would you be mine? Would you get on this flight to Cleveland, Ohio at 2.45? I had a rough game, I took two shots, I was 0 for 2 Tough day, I need that one thing only you can do Skylar, this is the one thing that I would be for you. This goes out to all my side pieces, side pieces, side pieces. This goes out to all my side pieces. You know that you'll never be the main one. City to city, I see you and we're in the same. Los Angeles, I want you to make some noise for the real king of side pieces, Brian McKnight, one time. Make some noise. Los Angeles, you better make some noise for Brian McKnight one time. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, that is so good. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's perfect, man. I, uh, Drake. I've already got a starter, but I'm looking for the rest of my team. It's the <laughs> best line. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Drake at the SB's back in, I believe it was 2014. That was a classic performance. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, some that people was the best the SB's. That was the best SPs of all time because that, that was also the same SPs where him and Will Ferrell did a commercial together and talk about like how they should celebrate during games that DeMar DeRozan's in it. And he's like, he looks at him, he's like, what's your name? He's like, DeMar. <laughs> DeMar. DeMar. DeMar, listen to it, it. Unless, DeMar, unless DeMar, I like it. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. Yes, Drake's awesome, uh, yeah. man. Yeah, Drake is, uh, he is one of the most underrated uh, lead hosts of any event he's funny he's, he's he's got it all man i mean that's why he's worth millions of dollars man so uh shout out to him on that one but uh like i said that was a performance from the espies and uh we we just couldn't resist man anytime we can we can play a little parody song like that you can just gotta play it for the people right side pieces yeah absolutely and you um, know what? i guarantee you're gonna have a lot of people after listening to this podcast just going around their house saying Side pieces. <laughs> uh, just uh, for clarity, Estella absolutely hates when I sing that song. She just hates it. She hates it so much. She hates it so much. Because I always joke around her. I'm like, you're my side piece. And she's like, don't you ever say something like that to me again. <laughs> I'm just joking. She's my only one. Like, that. you know, that's just how it is. So, so you end up on the couch. Um, Hey, but you know something else kind of dropped today. It's uh, it's May twenty seventh. We've been in quarantine for feels like forever. And uh, if you're struggling out there for some content, you want something to watch on TV, or you're, you're looking, you're missing out on a show or a series. HBO Max has dropped today. That was pretty cool. And uh, I actually bought it today, and I started watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You get access to. All their Man. HBO stuff. This isn't an advertisement, by the way. HBO Max is not paying us a damn thing to say this. But it had so I much wish. cool stuff. And plus, Netflix, I know it's this is going to sound weird, but I'm a huge Friends fan. Like, I even got a shirt. This is how you doing. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it came back on HBO Max. It was off of Netflix for about five months, and now it's on HBO Max. So uh, pretty cool stuff. So I'm a huge Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Or I wouldn't say huge, but I really enjoy that show. Um, the Sopranos. Love The Sopranos. And I know it's going to be on there. Adam right? Jones from the Diamondbacks um, asked me, um, what's my favorite show? And I told him it was Entourage, which you could also watch on HBO Max. Um, he came quickly right back around. I was like, have you ever watched The Wire? And I have oh. not. And he, and, you know, yeah, he grew up in the Baltimore area. And or he was uh, he played in the Baltimore area for pretty much his whole entire career. And so he was like, dude, you need to get on that. So I think that's the next thing I'm going to start watching is The Wire. Okay, Yeah, I was really impressed by Netflix by with adding um, Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie with uh, Kevin Garnett and Mm. him being a jeweler and gambling. Have you ever seen that before? I have not seen it yet. It, It Listen, it's. An interesting movie. I was entertained by it. I know a lot of people thought it was not really a good movie. My brother and my mom actually watched it the other night, and I thought they were going to love it. And then I come back the next day, and they, both of them were like, no, it, re- it really wasn't that good of a movie. Basically, huh. all it is, it's just fast-paced. Adam Sandler saying the F word every fourth word. And then <laughs> Kevin Garnett is in there, and he just so happens to play one hell of a playoff game and get Adam Sandler uh, a little over a million dollars. So it's it's on Netflix now. They just added it. Did he so yell anything as possible? Oh, man, I wish. But he did not. <laughs> I wish. Um, and also, if you've ever seen the movie Atlanta, or not the movie, the TV show Atlanta on FX with Donald Glover, um, his uh, cousin, the paper boy's like, sidekick, he's also in that movie as well. Uh, he plays Snoop Dogg and Straight Out of Compton. I, he's a fun actor. So he's in that as well. Um, and I was looking at like what Netflix is going to be dropping in June. Uh, they're going to be dropping the the latest Bad News Bears, the one that came out in uh, 2005. Um, they're also going to add Observer Report with uh, Seth Rogen. 
and Starship Troopers, and that is it. Netflix Starship has been Netflix, Netflix, I'm not gonna lie, has been kind of lagging. But you and, know what? It's because they've been creating their own content too. You can't sleep on the Netflix. Yeah, you know, the, like their movies, like a rom com. For those of you out there looking for a rom com, uh, always be my maybe. Um, okay, like that's really good. Um, and then they they have a couple other ones too. Like the Netflix original shows are second to none. Really, I think they're the best out there. But I'm I miss the old Netflix. I miss the 2012 13 Netflix well, when I'm I can sorry, turn it Justin, on. I'm sorry we and, can't get a damn and, DVD and, mailed to your house again. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I mean, no, not that version. I mean, they were streaming at that point. I'm not talking about the DVDs. But I would turn on Netflix and they had Family Guy, The Office, Friends, like all these great TV shows that you could just binge watch all day long. And now they're slowly starting to take it away. And I'm like, you saw. I love Friends. Friends was I mean, for a, for a little while there. Friends was like my go to night show yeah. over The Office. Yeah, and now that now that's taken away from me. Michael Scott is always in my house at night. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> By the way, can we can we go on the record and say that Pam Beasley is the worst character? You know what? Let's let's talk about that for a second, okay? Wait, I saw I saw a list. I saw a list uh, just the other day, and I'm only going to name a few because these are the only ones I could think of. But it was like the top 22 characters in a sitcom or or a series that you loved at the beginning and hated at the end and pam beasley was not on this list actually andy was andy was on this list at like number 17 pam beasley is the worst example of what you could be as a wife in television history period period what just the only thing she didn't do was actually sleep with the camera guy. Outside of that, she's terrible. She never supports Jim. She always gets her way. She's very manipulative. She's an awful, awful human being. <laughs> That's right. She she was the one that was kind of scolding Jim for doing his his the career that he wanted to pursue. But meanwhile, she could fart around in art school for all this time. Yeah, and, and fail out of art school. And he still supported her. Man. Dude, come on now, Pam Beasley. You might you, you you might have a good point, but Andy Bernard. If you, if you type in Bernard Pam Beasley on. on Twitter, you will see so much hate about Pam. I don't I don't know if I want to see I don't know if I want to see that. I actually kind of like Pam. <laughs> well, man, Pam's uh, overrated, man. The more you watch this, hey, it's like it's like the the glass shield just broke for you right now because now you're gonna be like, oh, sh- now I notice all this stuff that she's been bad. doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, for me, it was it was always Andy Bernard. It was the Nard Dog. I loved him at the start of the office because he was the guy just always bragged about going to Cornell, always wanted to be friends with the, with the boss man. That's actually my favorite episode of the office is the return when Dwight gets fired and goes and goes and works at like Office Max. Yeah. And Andy Bernard is like trying to suck up to Michael Scott. And he's like the most annoying guy in the office. Like anytime yeah. Jim stands up, he's like, oh, I'm feeling a little tuna for dinner tonight. <laughs> Whip, whiz like he's pretending to like fish and then they uh <laughs> he has that ringtone where he does all the parts to rock and robin and they took his phone and put it in the ceiling and then after he just gets so frustrated because he can't find his phone he just punches the wall so that andy bernard is awesome and but then when he becomes branch manager andy bernard uh-huh. he just he kind of became a cornball to me I, well, I, I liked Andy Bernard until David Wallace comes back into the picture and buys the company, and then Andy Bernard gets his job, his manager job back after Nelly takes it. Um, yeah. And then he then he kind of goes like crazy and stupid and and evil, and I didn't I, I wasn't a big fan of him at all. Um, <laughs> so I get you, but Pam Beasley by far the worst of <laughs> the bunch, just the worst. She's blaming people because she brings lice into the office. Like, what kind of human being does that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, just a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Obviously, anyway. you've never met Toby Flanderson. <laughs> Toby's Toby's cupcake next to Pam. Poor Toby. So <laughs> he can't get nothing right. That's it. A- oh, man. Um, yeah, we kind of got off track there for a second. But, uh, you know, uh, Justin, you actually brought up something else that was kind of cool. Um, there's some type of a burger showdown going on starting tomorrow as well. Yeah, so in partnership with um, Off the Menu and Uber Eats, a number of celebrities, uh, including 
uh, Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of like the big one. What they're going to do is they're going to partner with uh, chefs around the United States, and they're going to try to craft the best burger possible. So you're going to see Matthew McConaughey with a chef who thinks their burger is the best, but they, but the celebrities are going to create the burger themselves. They're just going to have some guidance from the chefs, and then Uber Eats is going to uh, deliver it to some people, and they're trying to figure out you know what's going to be the best hamburger in the United States because May 28th is actually national burger day. Oh, yeah. uh, so these, uh, sh- these cities that are, that's going to be going down, it's going to be in New York, Toronto, Atlanta, uh, Miami, and uh, a c- couple of others. And yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I, I sorry. If think you're going to be awesome, it ain't going to happen. <clears throat> no, you're not going to get a, a hamburger from Matthew McConaughey, but I think it's awesome. I love it. I love the idea. And I'm just I'm it got me thinking about hamburgers. Man, I really love hamburgers. Hamburgers <laughs> are really good. And and it, it just got me thinking about just like like some some of the best burger places that I've ever had. Some of the things that I would want on a burger because these guys are crafting their own burger. So it got me thinking like what is your perfect burger? When you think about all the ingredients that you would want on a on a hamburger, what would you want? Ooh, ooh, man. You know what? Um, I, you know, I don't know. You know, there, there's a lot of things into a burger, but I think the best person to be able to explain why, what makes a great <laughs> burger would be Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, let's see how he des- <laughs> describes it. It's just a burger. Just a burger. Just a burger. Robin, it's so much more than just a burger. I mean, that first bite, oh, what heaven that first bite is. The bun, like a sesame-freckled breast of an angel resting gently on the ketchup and mustard below, flavors mingling in a seductive pas de deux. And then, a pickle. The most playful little pickle. And then a slice of tomato, a leaf of lettuce, and a, a patty of ground beef so exquisite, swirling in your mouth, breaking apart and combining again in a fugue of sweets and savory, so delightful. This is no mere sandwich of grilled meat and toasted bread, Robin. This is God speaking to us through food. And you got our wedding vows off the internet. <laughs> That's awesome. This is perfectly said right there, right? Oh man. It's and this pickle. Just this the most, the most fun pickle. The most playful pickle. <laughs> uh you know, I, I think the uh, the best burger like if we're gonna talk about best burger joints, right? I'm not an in and out guy. I wouldn't say out of oh. the fast food chains that I really like love any one of them more than the other. Um, for me, if I had to, like, if I was going to die tomorrow and you said you have one more hamburger for the rest of your life, what's it going to be? I'd probably opt for like maybe a Freddy's. Cause I like that steak burger, thin okay. patty, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's crunchy. It's, you know, it's savory, it's juicy, you know, like I want it all. You know what I mean? Like in and out, man, it's okay. It's not the greatest. Whataburger, same thing. Meh, it's okay. It'll it'll get it's better than Burger King and McDonald's, but you know, marginally. You and I had this hamburger down in San Diego, Saul Bookman. Oh, oh yes. Hodad. 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 Yes, sir. Hodad's down at Ocean Beach. Hey, Hodad's is almost it's like a souped up version of Freddy's. Yes. That is the best hamburger I've ever had. The milkshake is also one of the top ones I've ever had. So if I'm, it it brings all the boys to the yard. It does. And right. Damn right. (laughs) Um, but I, I love Hodad's down at ocean beach in San Diego. Um, but if I were to like piece the best burger, I really like, I like the basic with your lettuce, your tomato, and then you have your house spread and, and whatever. But I also love having green chilies on burgers. Mm. I think that's like one of the most underrated um, elements to a burger or toppings for a burger, if you want to call it that. That's what you get it, here in the Southwest, baby. 
That's exactly down here in Arizona. You can get it at Whataburger or uh, Blake's Whataburger. Uh, they just they opened one like a few years ago in Arizona, but it's uh, heck, the headquarters is based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And if you watch Breaking Bad, they eat Blake's Whataburger all the time in that show. So a lot of people like it. I've had it uh, several times. I love green chilies on a That's probably my most underrated uh, burger topping. Uh, the best burger I've ever had was at Zinburger. And Zinburger from time to time, and Zinburger's a chain down here. I don't know if it's nationwide, but I know it's a chain in, in Arizona. Zinburger from time to time will have a specialty burger. And the very first time I ever went to Zinburger, of course, they had this specialty burger. And I don't even remember what was on it. It was just the most beautiful burger I've ever eaten in my life. And they've never had it again since. And I don't know what it was, but it was <laughs> delicious. And, uh, and and from time to time, you know, obviously, you know, I cook. Um, and uh, I've, I've dabbled a little bit here and there. I've dabbled a little bit with the... Don't say dabble. With, don't with say dabble. Che- with the don't cheese on modest. the grill and getting, getting a little I, crispy. You throw down. <laughs> I might try to do it tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I love a good burger, uh, especially if it's done right and you have all the nice you know, the perfect ingredients. And that's the thing. That's the thing that makes a perfect burger a perfect burger is that the the ingredients are perfectly proportioned all the way throughout so you don't have slop at the end. It's like just it melts in your mouth all together in the symphony of flavor. And it's just perfect. It's just perfect. Have you ever had peanut butter on a hamburger before? I have. Peanut butter and jelly with bacon. And jellies. Oh, you're a savage. I just had peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll What'd try anything once. I, I loved okay. it. I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was good too. PB and J sliders at, at um cold beers and cheeseburgers. Yo. Okay. Check it out. Okay. Dope. So anyway, Justin, uh, you know, I, I think as we lead into the last topic of the night, um, I'm gonna let you kind of uh, set the tone here because uh obviously I have thoughts about it. Um being an African-American man here in the United States of America. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, been a, a rough last couple days um, with uh, the, the death of George uh, Floyd um, on Monday. So um, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you tee it up. Yeah. So, you know, Saul, at the end of our Memorial Day podcast, I somehow veered the conversation into Colin Kaepernick's purpose and why he decided to to take a knee and peacefully protest. And it was to use his platform to put a light on police brutality against African-Americans in the United States. It's been a problem not only recently, it's been a problem over the last several hundred years. You know, racism in this country, it just it just doesn't seem to go away. And, you, you know, you think we're evolving as human beings, and then you see something that just makes you sick to your stomach. Right. Now, you know, there there have been, um, a, a, you know, a couple of, of cases where it's police brutality against African-Americans, and you just simply don't know what the scenario was. This right here with George Floyd, the reason why they arrested him in the first place, or at least det- tried to detain him, was because they received tip that he wrote a bad check, forgery. Yeah. Um. So they so they pinned him to the ground. Now this cop, I don't even know his name. Quite frankly, I don't even want to know his name. But he had his knee on George Floyd's neck, pushing his face into the ground, and George Floyd, you could repeatedly hear him say. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And right away, I thought of Eric Gardner from, was it 2014, 2015? It's the same scenario. And yet this guy is is saying, I can't breathe. And the police officer, and, and it's not like George Floyd is wiggling or being super disrespectful and, and actually resisting arrest. He's just laying there telling the guy, I can't breathe. And the cop just doesn't seem to care at all. And I'm also ashamed by the other cop for not stepping in and saying anything. The other and three for, cops. Three the cops. other three cops. There was four police officers. Yeah. But there was one in the in the video 
who was telling the other the people recording, like, hey, stop recording or it, it, pretty much trying to like calm them down. And it's like, how can you calm us down when this guy's over here saying he can't breathe and you're not doing anything about it? Yeah. And it uh, unfortunately, George Floyd uh, was pronounced dead. And, you know, it, it's just another African-American being murdered uh, b- by the police. And the thing that bothers me the most, and, I, and I, I'm starting to get really emotional talking about it, or at least getting fired up, is you see people protesting down in Minneapolis by the police station. When a week prior, when a lot of people wanted haircuts and wanted to uh, go do everyday activities, they're at the state uh, house with rifles and assault weapons people are protesting in minneapolis without weapons but the police are throwing tear gas at them where was the tear gas against the people with rifles it's just such a terrible time in our country right now it really is so saul and and listen saul i i the, you can you have a totally different emotion about this than me so I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about it. Well, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. The last couple of days, um, you know, I think at first you're kind of numb to it, right? Uh, I think I've seen this so many times across social media and in person. Or I mean, not in person, but, you know, across social media um, and in racism in person um, that you almost get numb to it. And I remember thinking at a time when I was in the military that – man, racism might be just completely gone right now. And I didn't really notice it. I didn't see it too much. Um, And then as I got older and I started noticing small little things here and there, um, like just the the very few uh, amounts of black leadership in executive positions in companies that I would deal with, um, or even in the military, there were certain, there were certain things that you would see that you're just like, huh, that's, that's a little, that's a little weird. It's a little different. Right. Um, and I think Will Smith said it best, you know, racism didn't disappear. I think, I think the quote was, uh, racism never left. We just have video cameras now on it, or we can show video on yeah. it or some, it was a quote to that degree. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is perfectly well, it, it's well said. It's perfect because it's always existed. It's always existed in in some way, shape, or form. It's always existed, and I and when I thought it was going away to a degree, um, I think what you have to understand is is I was inside the military confines, right? So I wear a uniform. Um, I represent something at at a certain point, and um, there are certain people and certain um, things that kind of transcend the color barrier a, a bit. I think wearing yeah. a uniform is one of those, and um, you know Michael Jordan. It talked about, you know, it, it's been talked about Michael Jordan, just, he was like one of those first ones that, you know, people just didn't see color with him or whatever. Right. Or Tiger, OJ Simpson. you know, OJ Simpson, you know, they mentioned that several times in his documentary, but once you do something wrong, then, then you're black. Right. Yeah. And when I look at this situation, it bothers me to no end um, because it was senseless, obviously. But the level of, of aggression that these cops had toward a guy that really wasn't resisting for anything. And they've showed multiple different views when he got out of the van um, or got pulled over, when they were detaining him, when he, he like tripped and fell on the ground, it looked like. And then that's that's kind of like what started them putting him on the ground and stuff like that. Like it was just a needless situation. And when you have a guy that can go into into a, a church and murder dozens of black people, and they escort him out because he's white, he has an AR-15. They take him to Burger King on his on the way to the jail. Like what? What are you talking about? You know, you have a guy that shoots up a whole movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Still, same thing. Like, no, nothing harmful. Nothing happened to this guy. He's in jail. That's it. No, no, no physical, you know, dangerous trauma to this kid. He's just crazy. They escort him to jail. That's that. Um, and then you see these guys over and over again. Whether they're resisting arrest or not, I really don't care anymore. I really don't. Because they're not carrying weapons. 
They're not coming at them with any type of aggression or any type of weaponry. In most of these cases, they are coming. They could be mad if they want. They have that right to be upset if they think they're being treated unfairly. And then if you're taking that as an act of aggression, then then you take it in your own hands to be the judge, the jury, and the damn executioner. That's completely uncalled for. But you're a police officer. Well, that's you what I'm deal, saying. That's, you deal with angry people all the time. That, that's my next point. That's my next point is that when when you have this type of situation and then you see across the internet, you know, what's the thing that's viral right now? The Karens, right? Karens are out yeah. there going wild, wild, you know. I don't see a Karen with her face on the ground pinned up with four officers on top of her because she's spit in the cop's face. I'll tell you that much yeah. right now. It's a it's a complete double standard. And I hate to label all cops as the same because they're not. I know this. Th- yeah. I know they're not. At, from, from the military perspective, when I look at a guy like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, whether I like it or not, it's his right. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. And I said this the other night. I don't care. I can understand the message behind his reasoning and why he chose to do that. It's a peaceful protest. I'm okay with a peaceful protest. But far too often in this country, we have the aggression towards a, a, a gentleman like that by taking a peaceful protest and everybody gets angry and they get violent and they get completely out of line saying that he's completely disrespecting the military. I was in the military. He didn't dis- disrespect the military. You know, oh, he disrespected the flag. No, the flag represents the reasons why he's allowed to do what he does. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have this George Floyd situation which just wraps everything all up into this capsule. LeBron James has spoken out about it. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has spoken out about it. Dozens and dozens of athletes have spoken out about it. Stephen Jackson, former long time, former new long, George long, Floyd, new George Floyd, and they were actually close friends. Yep. They gave each other the nickname Twin, yep. because you look at George Floyd, <laughs> he looks just like Stephen Jackson. He does. he does, and he moved to Minnesota. So he could better his life. He became a truck driver and was really, you know, on on a straight path from a, a previous time when Stephen Jackson knew him. So, it, it, and Stephen Jackson would send him clothes all the time. Like they had a very close relationship. So this really hurt Stephen Jackson, but it, it it hurt the entire sports world because they've been trying to use their platform to show a light on this, not only Colin Kaepernick, but in the NBA wearing the, I can't breathe shirts. We've been trying to prevent this or at least stop this for years now. And it just seems to me like it's only gotten worse. Well, you know, it, it's, it's not just the sports world, it's the entire world, you know, because this, this is a global issue and it's more prevalent here in the United States. And I don't know if that's just because this is what we can see. We don't see what's going on in other parts of the country. I know in South Africa, they've had their issues. Um, you know, racism, is everywhere, you know, it's just different degrees of it, right? How do you stop it? There, there is no easy answer to that, you know, but what I will say that is this, the illegal use, the illegal use of deadly force should have these guys not only in jail, but the guy whose knee was directly on George Floyd's neck and he just seemed like he just didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn. He just left it on there. Even after George Floyd pretty much died right there on the scene, he still had his neck on his uh, his knee on his neck. He, the guy wasn't even moving anymore. Usually, when you re, when you when you resist arrest, they calm you down. Then they they kind of you know check check your temperature so to speak and and see if okay can we can we ease up a bit and then they back off right. If if a cop needs three other cops. To subdue one individual, dude, you shouldn't be a cop. You shouldn't be a cop. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be a cop. It's just, it's just that simple. And it's a, it's tragic. It's sad. Um, It, it it is uh, devastating. And uh, there's just no place for it. Um, That's, I, I probably didn't word this at all the way I could have or I should have. But it's, it's, it's about damn time that this stops. You know, it, it has to stop at some point. Somewhere along the road, people have to get out of their minds that black people are are dangerous or black people. Be, just because of the color of their skin, 
doesn't mean that they're a menace to society. And we have already been prejudged and predetermined to be evil by people out there in society for whatever reason, whatever their upbringing was or whatever they've been told. And it's having some drastic effects right now in the last yeah. couple of years. And again, like I said, Will Smith saying, you know, racism has always been here. The only difference is now we have video to prove it. You know what I mean? Who would have thought that a black man in America's best weapon against anything would be this? Recording. I mean, you know, and, and, and who We're even knows that, who even knows that that's even going to bring justice. You know what I mean? Yeah. These cops should be in jail right now. They shouldn't even be at home. They should be in jail right now. And it's a damn shame that they aren't like, come on, man. Yeah. This it's just complete yeah. BS. And, um, you know, yeah. I, I, again, I think for fully police officers, if you wear the badge and you have a role to protect, if you can't, w- one of the things that, that police officers have to do is they have to render aid. Like they, they understand if there's a, if, if there's something going on, like one of their, their other steps is to render aid. So when you see a guy saying he can't breathe, boom, in your head, you should have said, Oh, I need to make sure that like this guy's going to be okay. Cause that's your second responsibility outside of maintaining the law. Yeah. So we need change, man. We need change. And you know what saying, you know, going on Twitter and, and, and saying we need change. I mean, it could only take us so far. I mean, actions speak a lot louder than words. And for sure, my goodness, we need a lot of action right now. For sure. For sure. You know, to see how much it's, it's affected our entire country. It really shows that this is a huge problem. And I saw somebody tweet this uh, a little while ago, so I'm not going to take credit for this, but there's another virus that is going around that we haven't found the cure for, and we're still looking for it. So for real, it's called equality dog. Yeah. It's just, it's sad, man. You know, I, I, one of the things that, that I never let, um, uh, blind me is um i one of the things that martin luther king said in his famous speech was um judging the people he he hopes that we could get judged uh not by the color of our skin but by the content of our character right and i've man you know you know this you know i i've screwed up in my life you know big time you know what i mean um but I think at my core and, and who I am as, as a person and, and how I've, I've treated people that have been around me, um, I think you know that, like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a good person and, and I treat people right um, and uh, I treat them how they treat me, you know, and that's why our relationship is, is, is so good. And I, you know, you're like a brother to me. And it's because of, of Likewise. How, it's because of how, what your character is all about, how you've always treated me. And I've never let skin tone ever change that. I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican, Chinese. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter at all. Um, I have a lot of variety in my life and I like it that way. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a Renaissance man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like a little bit of music. I like to cook, you know, I like to, I like to try fine wine. I like to try a cigar. You know, I like a little bit of everything and I like people around me that give me a little bit of variety it can't just be the same type of person. Like I can't hang out with 18 frat guys because I was in a frat and we're all the same. Like I just couldn't do that. Like that's why I never tried to be in a frat. But um, I think people like yourself, um, you know, I have people like Robert Davis who I played basketball with in high school. I have people like Siegfried Benton who uh, I met several years back, good, solid people from all types of backgrounds. And at the end of the day, all that matters is how you treat the people around you and, and, and who loves you and how, how you treat them. Like, that's it. That's all that matters. You know, I come from, I'm a biracial guy. My mom's white, my dad's black. Uh, My dad's side of the family's from Compton and Houston. My mom's side of the family is from Northwest uh, Washington and uh, North Northern California, like two totally different backgrounds. Yeah. But here I am, and um, and I, I judge people based on how they treat me. I could give a damn about what your background was or your ethnicity. I just want to know you're cool to kick it with, so let's hang out. To quote uh, one of the detectives from the other guys when they were talking about Derek Jeter, you're a biracial angel. angel. <laughs> you're a biracial angel. <laughs> I, uh, if you want to quote that movie again, 
I would jump off the 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 building and aim for the bushes with you anytime, dog. <laughs> aim for the bushes. <laughs> aim for the I'm bushes. Love and you, with dog. that, that's another episode of the Total BS Podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We went down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but uh, I think it was necessary and worth it in, in these crazy times. And, uh, you know, you think COVID's the thing that we all have to worry about. And then something tragic like this happens and it kind of resets a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things wrong with this country, but it is a great country. And we just have to realize that we're all here together and we're yeah. all here trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to live a good life. That's it, man. That's it yeah. at the end of the day. And um, I'm glad I get to do this with you every single Wednesday and Sunday because it makes my life just a little bit better each time we do it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you, and, brother. And I appreciate you, you too, man. I love you, man. And speaking of Sunday, we got a pretty oh, good yeah. episode coming up. Oh, yeah. Tell them what it we, is, we, Justin. We, we have a pretty good episode coming up on Sunday. So as you know, Sundays are the video episode so you check us out on youtube make sure you look at check us out at total bs podcast on youtube and also like us on facebook for that live stream as well we have the creators of game of zones if you've seen game of zones you know it's the nba spinoff of game of thrones and it is the best thing that you can watch on youtube besides our podcast (laughs) we have the creators craig and adam I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Malamute or Malamut. I'm going to figure out how to pronounce their last name, but we ha- we have the the Malamute brothers, Malamut brothers coming on our podcast. They're going to talk about the creation of Game of Zones, what inspired them to create this. It's a phenomenon. I I I watch Game of Zones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I know you watch Game of Thrones and you really liked it a lot, but I'm a huge Game of Zones guy. And if you watch Game of Zones, you could see some scenes from Game of Thrones. I've done a little bit of research. And it's it's literally just NBA players just in a Game of Thrones setting. It's awesome. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. We have them coming on our podcast on Sunday. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Total BS Podcast for a start time for that it'll, it'll be it'll be at a different start time six o'clock pacific so i know we've been going at the 8 30 hour and then last week we moved it up to seven this week we're going to move it up to six and if we like it we might just stick there at six o'clock because you know we got to give a little bit of love to our east coasters who you know they they stay up until <laughs> why you know, you know they never give us they, they never give us love <sighs> yeah seven 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 thirty eight o'clock kickoff times over here on the west coast no, they never give us any love, but <laughs> but we're good people, Saul. So we're gonna give our East Coasters some love. That's a little Pac-12 hate right there. You're just a little, you're just a little <laughs> jaded from all that. You know those late nights at two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning story prints. So um, <laughs> anyway, that's it for us today. Another episode of the Total BS Podcast. I'm Saul Bookman. That's Justin Spears. Till we see you next time. Bitch, you best 16 if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. <laughs>